Hey everyone, let's just say it does not feel like Jolly Roger's Lagoon at the Oregon coast today. I was without power for much of the night, from approximately midnight to 6am. It came back on at that time, and that has been the extent of the hardship. My porch froze, the power flickered a couple of times yesterday, the internet rebooted a few times, but all in all, I emerged relatively unscathed. But that is not the case for others. Some of my co-workers are in situations where they lost power yesterday, they're without power on Saturday, they're going to be without power today, and uh, I didn't have to travel in this weather either, which a second co-worker had to do. So even the fact that I'm able to record a podcast here is something that is fortunate as the state of Oregon has been hit by a massive winter snow event. I'm told inland it's multiple inches of snow and approaching zero degrees. Um, the Dalles, they had eight inches and two degrees temperatures. So, you know, just want to acknowledge that uh, it's nice to be able to sit around basically like any other Sunday, and I know that uh, many people in my immediate area do not have that luxury, so just want to shout that out. And, uh, you know, anything that I talk about on here will be, you know, first world problems, obviously. But yeah, obviously didn't get to catch any of the tennis for the second half of the day for the Australian Open first round that was played today on Sunday, January 14th. Right now, it's already the 15th in Australia, and... Um, it's the middle of the day here on the 14th, 11.23 a.m. West Coast when I'm taping this. Um, but yeah, for the for the night matches, I don't have any analysis to offer because I didn't see them. For the early matches, not too much was going on. There were no actual upsets today. There were some almost upsets. There were near upsets but there were no direct hits. So I can still go through some of the material here. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's start with a score read and my usual deal. I read the scores, and if I have a comment to offer on a match, I will stop and do that. Zachary beat Habino 6-4, 6-1. And Sabalenka beat Seidel 6-love, six 6-1. Six no trouble for those top eight seeds right there. Barbora Krajcikova seeded ninth. Former Grand Slam winner 
Or I should say, she's not former. She is a Grand Slam winner. Uh, came back on a, the wild card. Hotama. Hantama. 2-6-6-4-6-3. Carolyn Wozniacki beat Magdalenette. 6-2-2-love. On paper, that was a, a retired. 6-2-2-love retired. On paper, that was a good match, but Lynette hasn't done anything since reaching the semifinals here last year. And obviously she was hurt today, so most likely in terms of big top-line results, she is now permanently out of the picture. But Wozniacki wins in her return to Australia, the place where she won her only major title. That was several years ago. Um, in one of the first matches, Leila Fernandez beat the qualifier Beliak, 7-6-6-2. It was a tight first set back and forth with multiple lead changes, but Fernandez got it and then closed it out. Timofeeva beat Elise Cornet, 6-2-6-4. Amanda Anasimova beats the number 13 seed, Samsonova, 6-3-6-4. Serenko came back on Bronzetti, 3-6-7-5-6-3. Parks beat Snigger, 2-6-6-2-6-4. Rakimova beat Bektas, 6-4-6-4. And Alina Korneva beat Cerebase Tormo, 4-6-6-3-6-2. Avanesson defeated Bai, 4-6-7-5-6-2. Perry defeated the number 30 seed, Wong, 6-3, 2 6 beat Burridge, 2-6, love Dolahide beat Laolia Jeanjean, 6-2, And Brenda Fervitova beat Bogdan, 2-6, Nothing too remarkable to me there. I would probably say the Fernandez result of getting through that first round there is the most important one because since she made the U.S. Open Finals, she just hasn't won that many Grand Slam matches, so any match that she wins is a big one. So let's listen to some audio briefly. Let's listen to Caroline Um, Wozniacki. Not the way you probably wanted to win your first match back here, but what were you pleased about in that first set um, in terms of your form? I think all in all, I think I, I play pretty consistent. I try to stay aggressive, try and get close to the lines and uh, move the ball around. And I, I feel like I did that pretty well. We had some good long rallies to start off. And um, yeah, it's definitely not the way that you want to win. You want to see your opponent be healthy. But I, I saw she tweaked her leg at one point there late in the first set. And um, I wasn't sure what was happening. And, and then I just tried to keep my head cool. and was expecting her to, to finish, but um, it obviously was bad enough where she felt like she couldn't. Okay, who'd like the first question? Uh, yep, right there. Yep. Can I uh, just take you to matters back home? Um, I think it's only a couple of hours away that um, the new king and queen of Denmark are going to take the throne, um, including Australia's uh, uh, Princess Mary, soon to be Queen Mary. Uh, you've met them, I believe. Any, what are your thoughts on, on that? Well, I think it's very exciting. Um, you know, I I hope that I'll I'll get to see it um, somehow, stream it, or or do something because I think it's uh, 
it's obviously not very often that this happens and, and it's such a historic moment. And I think they'll be great king and queen um, of Denmark. And I think they'll represent our country in, in an amazing way. They already have as the crown prince and crown princess. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a very special moment for our country um, happening at the moment. You've met them before, haven't you? I have, yes. How does how does how you are now and in an opening match here at this Grand Slam compare with when you were coming back to the court in August and playing those first matches at the U.S. Open? I don't know. I think um, you know coming back the first couple of of matches that I played, not really knowing. I, I felt like I knew where my level was at, but obviously until you play a proper full match in a real tournament, you don't really 100% know. And so now I feel like I came into this tournament and this year knowing exactly where I was, where I need to be and what I need to work on. And so it's a little bit different, but, but at the same time, I think, you know, I have nothing to lose and everything to win. Caroline, you're I don't know if you would have remembered or not, but when you started to kind of practice back on these courts, hit on these courts, and then now obviously play on a match court, is everything playing the way that, that you're used to? Did you slide right back into it, or do you sense that there are differences, whether it's balls, conditions, bounce, speed? I think every year there's slight differences, and that that happens you know, for various reasons, but um, I think generally the court is, is medium fast I think it's uh, I don't know if it's slightly slower than normal especially the main courts but I think it's pretty much the same the big difference is the ball uh, when I played with the Wilson now we're playing with uh, Dunlop <laughs> um, and it's it's definitely heavier um, it's a heavier ball and it gets um, you know it quickly kind of runs bigger uh, fluffs up but again, I, I feel very comfortable playing here, and I feel comfortable with the ball. I feel very just thrilled to be here. I immediately, when I stepped foot on these courts and in this um, area, I just I felt right at home. So um, I think it's it's a special place for me, and always will be. Okay, now let's listen to. Hi, oops. Now let, today. Okay. Now let's listen to Amanda Anasimova, who's making a comeback this season great win today uh, welcome back to melbourne park just talk us through your thoughts on the match and, and also how you're feeling as well yeah i'm feeling really good um i think i played really well today and i'm just really excited to be back and yeah i'm looking forward to the next round okay who'd like the first question please Matt. hi amanda um so what was the hardest thing about coming back and you know, the, especially like you know, once you said, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, I think the training and the preparation, it's, it's hard to find like a good balance of knowing when to push more and when to stay cautious. Um, like preventing injuries was a hard one for me because I didn't touch a racket for four months. Um, and then when I started training in September, uh, it was just hard to push myself because I had some setbacks, but then I found a good balance and I had a good preseason. So I think that was the toughest part because I really wanted to um, come to Australian Open. So to make sure that I was healthy, that was the trickiest one, but I'm here and I'm feeling good. So 
we made it. Uh, Roddy Reynolds, SEN. Um, how did you know that you were ready to come back? Was it, was it something you could feel or was it just a bit of a let's see how this goes type mentality? Um, yeah, I was playing it by ear throughout the year, but my plan was to start training again in September, and when September came around, I was feeling good and ready to start training again, and once I did, um, I was enjoying it, so I just, you know, said this is okay, this is the start of my preseason, and I kept going. Um, you said you put the rackets away for four months when you come back to them, like, are there parts of your game which are just there naturally and other parts which you have to work harder at like can you talk about mm, everything was there it was kind of like I never really stopped playing actually but it was just the fitness part because I'm a human so that's obviously going to go away um, and you have to build that up but my game and my shots was I was actually like playing great from what I thought the first week with my coach so that was really nice just going back out there and feeling like I never stopped um, I saw you went to Nova Southeastern. I just was wondering what you were studying there, and did you hit with their tennis team? Um, yeah, I I was doing Indiana for since 2020 online. So then I transferred in person, and I really enjoyed my experience there. And there were a couple of girls who play tennis. They weren't on the team, but I actually did end up practicing with them one day when I like didn't have a hit. So I asked them like to go hit with me um, at the courts there. So we did that, um, and yeah, I'm doing a business degree with a minor in psychology, so I transferred back to Indiana now. And when does that run? Uh, I still have like a year and a half. Okay, now let's get to the men's results from today. Here they are. De Jong beat Kachin, 4-6-6-2-6-3-6-4. Mahatch beat Mochizuki, 7-5-6-1-7-5. Hali beat Harris, 4-6-7-6-7-5-7-6. Kotov beat Rinderneck, 7-5-6-1-6-7-6-7-6-3 in 4 hours 42 minutes. O'Connell beat Guerin, 3-6-7-5-4-6-6-1-7-5 in 4 hours 21. Munard beat Savchenko, 6-3-6-3-6-1. Baez beat Wolf, 3-6-6-2-6-3-3, love, retired. Fabian Marijan beat Marin Cilic, 6-1-2-6-6-2-7-5. That's a good first step toward uh, becoming more than the guy that beat Alcaraz that one time. Galan beat Kubler, 2-6-6-3-7-6-4-6-7-6 in 4 hours 59 minutes. Arnaldi beat Walton, 7-6-6-2-6-4. Fritz came back on Diaz-Acosta, 4-6-6-3-3-6-6-2-6-4 in 4 hours 3 minutes. Sarundalo beat Sweeney. 3-6-6-3-6-4-2-6-6-2. Tiafo beat Chorich, 6-3-7-6-2-6-6-3. Rublev squandered a lead but still beat Seboth, Sebach Vuch, however you say that. 7-5-6-4-3-6-4-6-7-6. Six, six, six. 
Djokovic was was Djokovic was pushed by Gino Prismic four hours, but prevailed six two six seven six three six four, and Sinner had no problems against Van de Zandschulp six four seven five six three. Let's hear briefly from a couple of guys first. Sinner. Congrats, Yannick. How did you feel out there for your first official match of 2024? Yeah, it was it was good for me uh, to get out there, and um, obviously it was not it was not easy. I, I won in straight sets, but it was not not that easy. Um, he played he played well, so he served well. But I I managed somehow to to get the breaks in the important moments, and um, I'm happy to to be back on court to to compete, and that's what I. What I love to do, so it's uh, it was a nice feeling. English questions? Raise your hand and introduce yourself, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Yannick, uh, Paul McPherson from the ATP website. Your serve really improved a lot last year. Could you talk us through the process of how you go about um, midway through your in, during your career to improve your serve? And were you a little apprehensive or nervous the first time you took that new serve into a, a tournament? No, I'm I'm always a kind of uh, player who thinks what what's best to do, and 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 if that is the right choice, I I don't want to waste time. No, um, if I have the chance to make it uh, from one tournament to the other, I'm I do it because I, I maybe for the future is is better. No, and um, uh, we have improved a lot. We. We try still to improve it um, this yes, but I, I, I think we are uh, doing a great job at the moment. Um, obviously, as I said, first first match is is never easy, but um, obviously we try to try to improve now for the for the next round, and then we see. I have two days off now, so getting also a little bit more used to the conditions. You know, it was a little bit windy and breezy, but it's uh, it's good, and and um, at the moment. Uh, I feel quite quite good with the serve. Um, just trying to make the percentage a little bit higher than than today. But you know, the, there are days where you serve where you serve a little bit better, and days where you serve a little bit less. That's good. Okay, let's move on to Rublev's presser. Dan, uh, how did you turn it around in the fifth set tiebreak down? Uh, I mean, first I think I was the one make problems to me because I think in the beginning I didn't play well but I was managing my emotions very well and I was positive and then when I start to be two sets to zero I start to relax a bit I was not that much more focus I had a really good opportunity in one moment 1540 and I couldn't make it and then uh, he broke me straight away next game and then he started to play little by little better and better. He started to feel the ball better. He was serving better. He was moving better. He was hitting better. And uh, for me, when I started to feel that uh, it's, I start to lose the match or he started to play better, it's like, okay, now I want to play again. And, it was almost too late because he started to play really well and uh, I started to get a bit more emotional because uh, I started to feel it's now or never or I go home and I started to be more emotional, I started to panic a bit more 
I had more opportunities uh, during all the set, but I couldn't make it because the first lap 40, he, he's all of them, he served unreal. Then uh, three match points that I had at lap 40 again, he didn't put not one for serve, but he go for the second serve and he make all of them really hard and not much to do. And then on a tie break, I was thinking, okay, after all these chances, he deserved to win. Uh, plus he was for one up. He deserves to win. Nothing. I don't know what else to do because now he's completely play free. He's enjoying, and me opposite. I start to be completely tight, completely blocked, and uh, then I I was like, okay, he deserves to win. At least just finish the match uh, without saying anything, and that's it. And somehow those words a bit give me relief. And uh, as soon as I had chance, because I was lucky that he didn't make a first serve and he served a couple of times second, I returned really well and really clean. And I was able to come back. And uh, the end of the tiebreak, I think I played well. Yeah. Andre, how proud are you of sort of not letting that negativity at the end sink mm. this match for you? Because, I mean, like, obviously, you know, things are going bad. You have match points. You can't close. It's and frustrations there, but you survive. So I'm just wondering how satisfied you are with yourself just for I mean, not of, letting that happen. Of course, I'm really happy that I was able to, to win the match because it's not easy to to go through when you're losing earlier on, on the slams. It's tough. Uh, so, of course, I'm super happy that I was able to win. But, of course, like I was saying, I did problems to myself, uh, by myself, instead of to be the same focus like I was first two sets and just feel more free and to try to play better and better, I kind of, uh, yeah, relaxed. I start to feel, okay, I want to finish the match faster. I want to, I want to break right now. And I don't know, uh, yeah. And those relaxation almost cost me, cost me a match full because he started later to play unbelievable yeah rublev does not look good i know this is a non-visual medium his face is just gaunt and downcast i'm honestly worried about him as a human being because that's his default emotion i hope he can find some inner peace and some self-forgiveness when he has tough moments okay moving on so Djokovic was pushed by an 18-year-old today in terms of time, not necessarily on the scoreboard, but let's hear what Djokovic had to say. Congratulations. Um, you sounded a little bit under the weather earlier in the week. I don't know if you're still feeling the effects. Did that have any impact on your physical condition? And when you say you're still physically searching for yourself, I think you said on court. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, that's what I was referring to. Maybe I didn't express myself, but yeah, I did. And I, was, I am a bit under the weather last... Yeah, four or five days. Uh, you can probably judge by by my voice, but look, it's uh, it is what it is. You know, you you just have to try to deal with it and um, get over it and and accept the circumstances and try to make the most of it. I mean, uh, I had an amazing opponent tonight. Uh, for an 18-year-old, he played so maturely and so. Confidently on the court, uh, fighting through, uh, not giving up, uh, even when he was four down in the in the fourth set. Just uh, very impressed with his mentality, with his approach, with his game. 
I hear uh, a lot of positive stories about his discipline, um, his uh, you know dedication to to uh, everyday routines that uh, are making him so physically strong already at 18 and and, and successful. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, if he continues this way, he's going to have a, a very bright career ahead of him, no doubt. When you're in a match like that that gets complicated, how much? Uh, confidence do you draw from your record at this event, just knowing how many times you've won on that court, how many times you've found a way on that court? Uh, I mean, I think I think it's probably more helpful at the beginning. Uh, as it was the case today, he made some double faults in the first game. I broke his serve, and you could see he was nervous. And I think it helps at the beginning, really, to kind of make your presence even 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 bigger on the court um, when they're calling out the achievements and the scores and everything that you uh, uh, yeah basically achieved on, on this tournament I think it, 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 it's it, it's impossible for players not to hear that and not to feel that so especially for a young player like him but then I played one loose game in the second set handed him the break I rebroke but I could feel that you know he's Starting to feel more comfortable. He's not missing as much. He was. It was some grueling rallies. I mean, very physical game. I mean, almost four hours before sets. Uh, it felt at, at at some point that I was playing myself in the mirror. Really, um, he. he I, I hear that he like you know he liked me. It liked to watch me when he was growing up. And I I mean, you know he's got he's got an incredible defense, especially from the backhand side and uh, very all round game. Of course, he's got. You know, every shot in the game to improve, but for an 18 year old, I think I'm most impressed with his physical state. Uh, his legs are so, so super strong and, and so solid. Uh, and also, um, <clears throat> mentality you know, he, he came out there not, not with a desire to just, you know, play a nice set or enjoy the experience, but rather to win. So, yeah, kudos to him. Uh, it was impressive. I don't think that the achievements here really wins a match, but it does help at the beginning to maybe, you know, uh, get off to a good start, uh, which was the case. But then again, uh, it didn't win the match. It, it didn't win the match for me tonight. <clears throat> that you have a little extra recovery time, and you haven't been, you know, feeling your best. Like, how do you sort of plan the next? Two days. We actually take some time. Well, I, I will discuss with my team tomorrow. See if I maybe skip uh, practice tomorrow, uh, tennis practice, and maybe do some some light work, gym, you know, jog, and you know, some specific uh, exercises that uh, just to keep my body in in shape. Uh, I've done it. I mean, last year I, I haven't practiced in between any match really. Uh, All right. So that was some of what Djokovic had to say. Let's look at the Monday schedule. This is from Monday, January 15th. And this is a nighttime start on the 14th for the U.S. Let's start with the big courts today. So, Rod Laver and Margaret Court Arena, they both start at 12 local. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. First matches, Goff and Medvedev have their openers. And then, Tsitsipas and Vekic have their openers. All right, John Kane Arena, 11 a.m. local, 7 east, 4 west. Vondrasova is up. 
Then it's an all Aussie match with Popurin and Pullmans. Then another Aussie. Then another Aussie. Kia Arena. Same start time. Hunter versus Arani. This is my popcorn match of the day. Stan Vavrinka against the number 20 seed, Adrian Manorino. Stan's 38, I think. And Manorino's around that age. He's in his late 30s. Let me look, actually. He's 35. So it's a 35-year-old against a 38-year-old. So that should be interesting. And that's followed by another great popcorn match, Thomas Martin Echeverry against Andy Murray. And then another good one, Haddad Maya versus Linda Fruvitova. So Kia Arena is the place to be tonight. 1573 Arena, Svitolina versus Preston, an Australian. Shelton versus Bautista. Kachanov versus Altmaier and Kalanina versus Roos. And then on through the grounds. The night matches. 7 p.m. local, 3 a.m. Eastern, midnight Pacific. First up, Alex De Menar versus Milos Raonic and Ons Jabor versus, oh boy, um, Yulia Starodubstava. Second matches. Caroline Garcia versus Naomi Osaka and Felix Auger Aliasim versus Dominic Team. It's a very good schedule. And it gets underway at well let me get you the TV information. ESPN comes on right at the start at seven. And at eleven at eleven PM East it shifts to ESPN two where it will be the rest of the night. So ESPN is on all night tonight. They come on at 7 p.m. East, 4 p.m. West. Shifts to ESPN 2 four hours later, and that's where it'll be the rest of the night. Um, I didn't, I, I personally didn't like the Sunday start, but I think that was colored by my personal experiences of what was going on here. But I think 15 days is too much. For this one, anyway. I think I can barely do 14 overnight shifts. Even adding one more, I think, is a big deal. So I didn't like it this particular time. But maybe I'll change my mind as the years go on. And Nick Kyrgios also did some commentating today for both ESPN and Eurosport. And he was good. That's definitely going to be a career option for him. All right? That's all I got. See you tomorrow.